You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always are my good friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And A.K. Mike in Texas. <laughs> and we would like to welcome Shannon Gallagher this week. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Thanks, Jay. guys. Thanks for having me. So, uh, yeah, if you were uh, with us last, uh, the last episode, we, um, we kind of finished up our uh, Arizona Electric Festival um, podcast, and uh, we're talking about some cool stuff. And uh, Shannon had mentioned that uh, he wanted to be a little more uh, involved, and so we um, would like to have him on a guest. Uh, you know, we like to have him as a guest, and so we agreed, and and uh, so we invited him to kind of participate with us. Um, he brings a lot to uh, the podcast, so we're excited to have him. I bring nothing. Absolutely uh, you nothing. know how it is. Uh, but he's been a really good uh, supporter of us and uh, a really good friend and has uh, done a lot for the hobby, so we're we're glad to have him with us. Uh, safety tip, uh, any, you guys do anything this week? Um, I've, I've been working on, uh, my L39, basically trying to get it ready to maiden. Um, do you guys fly at all? Any, anybody? No, I just, you know, just, I just remember the one added safety third. Safety oh, third. Oh, it's, it's first. <laughs> I'm sorry. I screwed that up. Okay. So I, yeah, today's safety tip, right? So we, we've been kind of on this safety tip last time and I don't know why it's me all the time. But, uh, so I, uh, was going over everything in my, in my new turbine jet and, uh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm going from tip to tail, making sure everything's there because it's a lot of, you know, it's a crier, a lot of money flying around up there. Uh, and here we go. This is the, uh, cable that goes from the, uh, turbine all the way up to the receiver. And, uh, it stretches, you know, kind of the length of the airplane. And so I was going through one of my lights uh, on the wing wasn't working. And so I was messing around with it and something shiny uh, poked me or at least caught my eye. I don't know if you can see right there. Mm, See that? Yeah. That is the cable that goes to the turbine that is cut not only once, but twice. Yikes. Oh, wow. So those, that shiny part there is actual wire. Exposed wire. That is correct. So, So you should touch those two together, right? Well, that's the point. If it's exposed wire and something else touches it, then yes, it could it could short it out, or it, it could have uh, basically these these three wires connect uh, the power to the actual you know turbine, and then one of them is the signal, and uh, depending on which one this is, uh, whether the power or the signal, I could have lost both. So anyway, that just got yanked out. Uh, I have a new one, and uh, but that's what the green uh, green tips are to, to remind me that there's two cuts, and they're pretty pretty substantial. You can kind of see it's not a small. If it was something small, I might be able to repair it, but that's actually missing the whole. It, it got cut somehow. I don't know so why what, or how. You just don't uh, get cut somehow. It, something caused it. So what's, what's your best guess as to what did Well, it? I mean, I can imagine like if you're moving it around inside, it probably got caught on an edge somewhere and it just opened it up or whatever. Well, um, it could have, uh, or it could have uh, been, you know, in transport. It could have come like that. I mean, I don't know. Could uh, be the I fancy didn't... scissors. That's what I was thinking. It didn't I get near my scissors, scissors, but it could be. <laughs> it... The problem is, is that this one here is on one end and this one here is on the other. If I opened it up, and showed you one's close to this side and one's close to that side. But anybody who's watched you long enough, Mike, knows you're talented. 
Yeah, you could well, do that. You could do either I could, end. I could cut them. both ends at the same time. Is it yeah. sabotage? Yeah, could be sabotage. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't Barry? So anyway, safety tip is to make sure you. You have a yeah, exactly. camera. Did, <laughs> maybe your wife kind of stumbled into the workshop. Yeah, no, uh-uh. yeah, uh, I doubt it. Reaches okay, in with some it. scissors. Snip. Yeah, I'll throw that out there. You'll yeah. stay home now. I know, right? Yeah. No, scissors are for cutting myself, not other. Uh, not she other accidentally partners. scraped it with her metal credit card that she. Had. Yeah, she could have. I'm not really <laughs> sure what's going on. Uh, but yeah, so safety tip of the week uh, for for this podcast is to make sure that you double check all your wiring, uh, and you know make sure that everything is uh, is the way it should be because you never okay, know. Okay, so I have a question about that real quick. Sure. Uh, the power is for initial uh, spin-up, right? And maybe electronics, I guess? So it does have uh, a little bit of a, I call it a FADAC. It's a, you know, digital control for the fuel. And it does have, um, you know, a signal for the power. So you have a throttle that sends it. And you do have a startup sequence. So you've got power for that startup sequence. But I mean, because uh, once, it's, once it's going, it shouldn't it's need going. power anymore, right? That is correct. Yeah. So, so the only one would be this. Well, you wire. need power for the igniters. Oh, they just continue igniter. to run. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They continue to run. There's not like spark. a magneto sort of a thing that goes no. on. Okay. Got no, it. no, no. You still have to burn it, you know, so you still have spark. Even though it will continue to burn, you have to have that because as you go from full throttle to no throttle, you got less, you know, fuel air. And so the little spark continues to keep the, the flame going. Now, I think at some point when you start it, it uh, does two, it's got two rings that do double and then one will fall off and it'll just hit the one. So I think it alternates between the two. That way you're constantly having, you know, something going. Now, like a, a real jet doesn't have that. You would turn those off once you started the motor because it's, you know, kind of doing its own thing. So, but anyway. Uh, and then, uh, I guess, um, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's our safety tip for, for this week. So. Well, the only <laughs> other safety tips that I have for the week, uh, I've been dealing with a yeah. chainsaw, so that's not going to help much. That's all I've been doing is cutting, cutting wood. This oh week. yeah. Yeah. Since that ice storm here in Texas. I was going to say, do you have all your digits? Most of them. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck <laughs> could chuck wood? That's there you pretty go. much it. <laughs> that's pretty much that's it. Funny. Yeah. That's funny. All right, wear gloves. Yeah, wear gloves. Wear safety. Well, uh, Shannon, you safety. said you had, uh, yeah, eye safety and gloves. That's about right. Uh, Shannon, you said you had a project you were working on real quick. Yeah, um, I got a uh, one of those Motion RC, the AL thirty seven, and it was a it was a you know it was a second hand, but uh, I'm repainting it as a P eight, the Poseidon. Oh, nice. And uh, I guess I have the world's worst. Um, uh, compressor because it would not <laughs> hold like the pressure long enough to paint oh it's pretty bad so you know <laughs> no, no safety tip <laughs> make sure your air your air supply is 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 plentiful because otherwise you'll have lousy paint you know there coming you out so but uh well i mean my compressor is <laughs> that's better than what i got like, come on over you can be my compressor there you go uh well if it's any consolation the new shop is done and i do have like right at the end of this table is an air uh hose so yeah. uh you you were i got an 85 uh, gallon in the back, back oh there. wow it was just running actually you probably yeah. heard it but uh i've got more than enough air 175 psi which you don't oh, wow. really even closely need yeah and you're like but 40. i will tell you that my I, yeah you need uh, at least 35 to 40 of your airbrush. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, my system is set up where it is the driest air 
that you will ever find. Oh, wow. Okay. You live in the desert. Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I, my, mine is not only filtered, but it's cooled as well. Oh, geez. So, uh, yeah, just real quick. The, the, the way the compressor works is when it, the, the engine's turning or the motor's turning, it's pumping hot air into the tank. And that hot air is very super hot, like 300 and something degrees. As it expands, it cools and water vapor comes out, which is why if you go on YouTube, you'll find guys that have water in their tank after 10 years of using it. They never drain it. You're supposed to drain it all the time. (laughs) Uh, So what I did is I had a custom, I know, I had a custom uh, uh, hose come out. So now it comes out at 342 degrees. It turns a corner and goes into a pre-cooler that does 16 turns around a, um, a, what is it, a transmission cooler. So the air comes in, it does 16 turns to a transmission cooler that uses the fan of the compressor to blow air through. So it's cooling as it's making these turns, and it's also water separating. Then it comes out, goes through a water separator, then it goes into the tank and expands. So that's already dry coming into the tank. That fills up and comes out and goes in through a water separator again and then comes out the other side. So my my auto body uh, jet guy that I fly with was like, holy smokes, you have really done over. He goes, I, I paint cars for a living. I don't even have that good of a system. Yeah, we're not worthy. You, you, so, yeah, well, awesome. I don't know. It was overkill. Uh, Jay and I, it's Jay's fault because he's the, um, you know, the enabler and he kept throwing <laughs> me stuff. Hey, look at this. You know, hey, you should do this. Hey, here's a YouTube video. And I just I just put them all together. He's like, no, I only meant for you to use one, but you used them all. <laughs> wow. So I was like, oh, well, I didn't know I was supposed to use just one. I thought they were all together. So, yeah, it is super dry air coming out of there. So my airbrush, I, it's the first time ever I've never had water come out of the, you know, the tip after using it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you got to have you got to have air. So we're well, very cool. The Poseidon ought to look good. That's uh, that, that's a neat um neat project yeah, I'm, I'm well shannon what are you going to do to fix your problem though shannon's still got a problem how are you going to fix that what are you what are you going to do well he no does. i'm not painting so my 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 solution is going to be get a new compressor and obviously <laughs> <laughs> go shopping where mike goes <laughs> right there you go watch all his no, videos don't. go from there so <laughs> just go over to mike's house you know i can't are you sure you really yeah, want just me on come this on podcast? Because I'm kind of like below you guys, at least in no, no, technology no, no. wise here. So, nah, no. you can just come well, over. Like I said, my compressor is, you know, yeah, yeah just to keep blowing <laughs> into a straw. straw. So, <laughs> we're, uh, yeah, that's probably I probably would have been better. I so. think that's twenty pounds. Yeah, Ooh. that's pretty close. That was to close. That. Yep, he gets enough. a big swig full of paint and just <laughs> right through yeah. the straw. And and just make sure you lay plastic <laughs> down. That was the other thing everywhere because I got paint everywhere. Oh yeah, that's yeah. awful too. Well, yeah, Jay, great. Mike taught me about a paint booth, which I thought is a really cool idea. I have a, yeah. a old wardrobe box that I have from when I moved. And uh, so you just hang your parts on mm-hmm. on that and then spray inside that wardrobe Yeah, box. this plane's a little too big for most. Like, I would need, like, no, an no, airplane I understand. paint I'm booth. Just saying, yeah, 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 exactly. But I well, did you like paint that. it while it was all together? Yes. Oh, that's why. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you can get like a little refrigerator type box and, you know, cut one side out of it and just hang it up. Yeah, just I, I thought about that. I thought about doing that, you know, and I was going to make one. I've got a bunch of extra PVC. I was going to make like a little hang plastic behind well, go it. Go to your neighbor's it. house and do it on their, on their driveway. Well, I did that. They didn't like it last time. So, you know, I kind of helped Big Poseidon yeah. outline on their car. <laughs> That's funny. Well, no, there's you know, a, pulls in his driveway. Yeah, there's that? an airplane 
outline on my neighbor's all my neighbor's driveway. So I'm kind of it's yeah, like the, it's on the grass. You know, you're going to cut the grass next week. We like, don't have grass here, mad except for the artificial turf, and that doesn't shrink that. Shrink the gravel. The gravel what they have there. Exactly. Just turn them over. It's fine. I've actually done that. Believe it or not, I went out the back and painted something, and then I had this perfect outline. And my wife goes, "What the heck is in our?" You know, and I was like, "It's okay. I got the rake, and I raked them all out." So. Couple of the rocks. If you turn them over, they have some kind of a gray paint on the backside, gray and blue and white. I think I was painting my L thirty nine. It was a perfect outline. So, well, uh, this week we are uh, happy to have Shannon on because we have an event coming up. Or it's not my event, but Shannon has an event coming up. It's a Gunsmoke two thousand three Scale Masters qualifier. Pew, and pew, pew. I know, right? And I, I have talked to people that actually have been to top gun they've been to you know all of the scale masters stuff and they've won awards uh i'd love to build you know i i've been weathering this airplane and uh and jay and i were talking uh not too long ago and you know about this that came up and i was just like huh i don't really know what's entailed in this whole process and what it takes to go to top you know to top gun or gun smoke or whatever I don't know if they're, are they together? But anyway. No, they're separate. That's they're why separate. I, I, okay. They are separate. Yes. Okay. So I, I want you to kind of walk us through what this is, how it comes to be, because, you know, at the electric festival, a couple of guys were up talking to us and they were saying, Oh, are you coming? You know, or what are you doing? And I was showing pictures of my L39. They're like, Oh my gosh, look at all the scale that you've done to it. I'm like, yeah, you should come and qualify and do this and do that. And I got to talk to Shannon. Okay. So. Well, welcome on and uh, kind of walk us through. All right. So uh, am I the foremost expert on this? No, but I know enough to be dangerous. So <laughs> that's all <laughs> that's the want. three of us. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, you're, you're right. You've got good company. Yeah. Um, so Scale Master has been around since the 70s and it's uh, it's run currently by um, uh, uh, Curtis Kiering, uh, him if I said his name right. And then Tim Dickey does a lot of help and Brian O'Meara. They're kind of the big guys that kind of run it and uh, keep it going. And uh, Tim Dickey is a member of our our, our club, and uh, he's the the contest director for this year's event. And Gunsmoke is is typically the first of the qualifying events. So how Scale Masters works is um, they have several qualifying events all over the country, and then they pick one location for the the championship. Uh, we had it last last year here in here in, in Arizona, and uh, it was really cool to have that here. Uh, we hadn't had it in 20 years, so it was really cool to have that and oh, bring wow. it back. Uh, this year, I think it's it's somewhere in the Midwest. They haven't said the exact place. I mean, it's either Texas or uh, Nebraska. I'm, I'm not sure which place it's going to be. So they, they move it around, which is a good thing, I think. You know, don't don't want to just kind of sure. – it used to be in California all the time for, for decades, but oh, kind of right, right. moving around now. Um, there's several classes, and, and the classes, that's really what sets the men from the boys apart. Um, there's uh, there's team where typically one person builds the airplane, one person flies the airplane. Uh, a lot of our local club members do that. Uh, Matt Ventura, who does my registration, mm -hmm. Gary Bailey, who does my technical stuff, uh, they do team. So Matt built uh, Beechcraft Bonanza and uh, did all the detail work to it, and then Gary Bailey does the flying for it. So that's how that works. Um, nice. Yeah, so then there's other adventures that there's um, – Expert, uh, advanced, and pro-am, pro and pro-am sport. Uh, I don't know all of those particulars, but it gets more, um, it's more detailed uh, as to how much you need to provide as far as um, documentation about the aircraft, 
about your your building of the aircraft, all of the things that that you did. Um, you have to build the plane pretty much from scratch. Uh, is 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 one of the rules. Um, if you bought like an ARF and you showed that you did most of the work to it, you know, basic airframe, um, that will work for some of the classes. But when you get into the uh, the pro, basically, you 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 need to start from scratch. Um, again, you you can have a fiberglass airplane, like I think you've got your L thirty nine, probably fiberglass, right? But yeah. if you yeah. you pretty much need to show that it was bare bones and you put the thing together and you did all the work to it, that's how it usually right. works. Um, gotcha. But there are like advanced, like I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Spencer Kleinhaus has an F sixteen that he bought that had been wrecked, and he redid right. everything. And we've all seen Spencer's F sixteen fly; it's amazing, it's beautiful, and he's done so much work to it. You know, he makes all kinds of custom things for it, and uh, there right. was some can, there was some fighting over during during the course of scale masters as to you know which class does he fit in um because he you know basically resurrected this from the dead <laughs> right. Were, right yeah I, I was there when we got yeah it, you know exactly it, so, yeah. so i knew you that, it's yeah. a zombie class i think yeah the zombie class. <laughs> it was yeah, the zombie class that, yeah, that's 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 yeah. that's for the guys that have been around for a long time so <laughs> that's funny. but uh so yeah so the uh so the rules for what you're supposed to do. And then um, once you've built the aircraft, you know, you provide all the documentation as to, you know, which aircraft you, you've chosen to, to make it, to model after pictures. Um, the judges who are, who actually go through some training from, from experienced judges who've been doing this for, for many, many years, they're looking for all the minute little details making sure that, you know, the space from the, the wing root to the, this is the same. And that the moment from the tail to the wing, you know, to the, to the wing, to the tail is the same. And, you know, is the windshield the right shape? Is the cowl, you know, does the, are, are the cowl lines in the right spot? You know, are the wheels, in, you know, aligned right? I mean, it's just, it's crazy all the detail they go into. But, but at the same time is it's really fun if you think about it because you're challenged, you know, maybe the first time you do it, you don't quite get it, you know, you know oh, you need to do this. And you need to. I mean, they're nice about it. They're not like, you know, right. you know, making fun of you. Some people take it that way, but they're not. Um, you know, they're right. looking at, you know, they're trying to say, you know, did you, you know, this is the best looking plane of, of you know, to scale of this one. And then they also then judge on the actual flying of it. So you, you, you come up with a routine, uh, the types of, you know, you know, aerobatics that the aircraft would do. Uh, you know, how well you take off, how well you land, you know, how precise are your, are your turns? You know, if you do a roll, you know, is it straight? Is it, you know, is it, you do a loop, you know, all those things they look at, uh, and they judge them on it. So, uh, it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's, is it the most exciting thing to watch? No, but if you're competing, um, you know, you're, you're really focused, and you're really into it. And I, I really admire the guys that, that spend all the time, you know, doing this. Uh, I'd love to spend more time to be able to do it. Uh, you know, I'm just happy to get a plane like, you know, my P8 painted and some stickers right. on it and go fly right. it. And, okay, it looks right. cool in the air, but these guys <laughs> really, really, really do it. Um, a perfect example, uh, Tim Dickey is building a Waco, um, the, the one with the cabin. Like the like, I forget which one, you know, but it actually has a cabin, not just the open air. Right. He built the thing. He's built it from scratch. He got the plans, like from the Smithsonian, the original plans of the original Waco. He got a copy of the plans, and then and then he's building the plane off of those plans. So when he when he got the plans, that's for the full, full scale. scale yes. So he scaled it so down. So then he had to scale them right. down. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, and if 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 wow. you go look at his Facebook page, I mean. 
the detail he's putting. He, he's got a you know he's got a, one of the the Robart seven cylinder radial engines. He's making that engine even look like the engine should look. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's because it sticks outside of the airplane. And so it, even right. even like the metal work. You know, he's doing. He learned how to weld aluminum. And you know he's using carbon fiber and, you know, and composites in certain areas, but mm-hmm. it's it's building it like a real airplane, to where you, you're going to be hard pressed to realize that it's a radio controlled airplane compared to the real one. And a lot of the guys, wow. you know, not all the guys do that to that degree, but just watching him do this, right. it's amazing. Right. So, huh? So so like, do they have a class where you know you get a really cool builder like Mike? building this awesome plane and they get a numbskull like me to fly it. That, that would be like, team. If I can leave it in, if I, if I can fly. Yeah. But I mean, like I get, we get extra points because I'm such a numbskull flyer. Like <laughs> if I can keep it in the air for two minutes, then you know, that's, um, they're wanting you to have a pretty <laughs> high level oh, okay. of, uh, right. so they're, they're more snooty a little bit. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. They're I mean, really this is, yeah, this is, I, yeah, and they actually even make you have a turbine waiver. So imagine that, Mike. But but one of the things okay. we're doing this year, at least for Gunsmoke, um, Gunsmoke is is a local club event. It used to be a you know the 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 skill masters would actually rent the field from us uh, and oh, pay right. us you know and pay us a fee for that. But what we did is we we kind of took it back as an event. So we don't we're not charging rent. Tim Dickey, you know, he's a member of our club. He's running as as right. a CD. So it's actually saving, you know, the Skillmaster some money. Uh, it helps us actually generate more money for, you know, parking things like that. We don't get a lot of. Uh, it, it's not as big as yeah, it's AEF. Not it's not quite as big right. as we. It used to be. Um, we used right. to have. When we, it was really cool back in the day. Was we would have judging uh, at the Champlain Fighter Museum. We would actually go in, in in one of the hangars and they'd sell the airplanes up. So oh. basically, you got to go to the museum for free if you were part of Skillmaster. It was really cool. Those this was back oh, in the day. That's cool. Um, yeah. and, but, uh, and we tried to do more with the Confederate air force to kind of be part of it. And yes and no, they do some things with us. Some things we, you know, we, we can't get them to let us have the hangar right. <laughs> to do it, but, but right, still we're, sure. we're, we're trying maybe one of these years. Uh, but just the fact that, you know, this year we're, it's a club event and we're having, um, a, a, a class that is, um, just for Arizona. So if you're, if you're an Arizona native, and you're, you're participating. You can participate in all of the classes you want. You just got to pay for it. But there's one that's kind of like, okay, as long as you show up, you have a scale, somewhat scale airplane, and you fly it. You know, there's a prize for 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 being in the club, you know, or, or local member, and, and just coming out and trying it out to get people more interested in it. So that's really one of the cool things that we're doing this year. Is you know, we want to get more people, and we've been having seminars where people come out to the field and we show them, here's what we're doing for the flight judging. Here's what we're doing for the static judging. Uh, so we're getting a lot more interest uh, by huh. just saying, Hey guys, we want you to come out and do this. Cause for a long time, this was kind of a, you know, members only, you know, you, you know, kind of like yeah, the Friars yeah, club yeah. of RC. If you think about it, you know, you gotta have a jacket and everything, right. but um, and just <laughs> the jackets are really expensive airplanes. <laughs> yeah. And no doubt. So uh, now I, I that that's uh, that's kind of part of what your thing. I, I know it says entry fee waived for first time competitors, mm-hmm. so that's what you're talking yes. about. You get that extra, okay? Yeah. So that if they just if you just had something to come out and get it, participate. Yeah, and I you know I I was really kind of getting into it. I got so busy with AEF and finishing up mm-hmm. you know with you know, the club stuff I was working. On, I really didn't get the chance to sit down and do what I was wanting to do with this. So maybe next year I'll do it, but. Uh, but just the interest to see, um, 
guys coming out and saying, Hey, yeah, you know, I want to do this. And there's a few people that have done it before. And again, they got away from it because of, you know, just time and whatever. Uh, they're, yeah, life gets in the way. Yeah. They're, they're seeing this, Oh, I can get back in and, 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 you know, have some fun with it and then maybe take it up to the next level and then the next level as it goes on. So, so just, the the clear, just clarification, it looks like all of those things, the five classes you talked about there, there's a fee for each class or it's just a, yeah, it's a fee for each class. Because you would have one airplane in each yeah, class. Yeah, so right? each class okay, you compete in, and it's like it's a it's not as much for each one. So it's like you pay so much for the first right, one, and then right. it's it's just right. kind of. Uh, most guys do like two or three classes, at least of the higher level ones. Um, really? Yeah. So they have two or three airplanes, oh, yeah. or it's the same two or three airplane different in airplanes, each class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Wow, so there's a couple guys that do that. Oh, that's some serious work if you're putting three or two or three or four. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And you know, some guys are yeah, you know they're know. better at you know they have a plane that just fits you know okay it looks like the airplane I got a picture of it it works and, and then they fly it a little better than the other guy that's or so, vice versa. So, so another question I have is because uh, I, you know, I mean I know some of the guys you're talking about and I've seen their airplanes and their airplanes are phenomenal and. But do they resubmit it again next year, or do they? Ha- is this a process where every year they have to have a new airplane? No, uh, lots of the guys will keep using the same aircraft over and over, and based on whatever they were scored on uh, in their static scores, they'll improve. They'll 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 try to make an improvement okay. over the like. Um, I remember Matt Ventura got dinged for his paint wasn't quite right, so he went and he okay. repainted it and. I think they still need a first paint not being right, <laughs> but, but it was, but he made the attempt to, to, to make it better. So to fix yeah. It, right. Right. So now kind of walk me through a little bit of the judging because, you know, I mean, I've burned up a couple of mechanical pencils, you know, putting all my rivets in right. place and doing kind of some of that kind of stuff. But are they looking for things that like it, it's brand new out of the showroom or are they looking for things that it's been sitting, sitting there? Cause you know, in my thought process with this L 39, it's a Russian airplane. It sits out, you know, side, the paint's chipping off of it. You know, I mean, there's little things that I'm doing to make it look greasy and, you know, muddy and, you know, used and that kind of thing. And I know when I was helping Spencer that the guy that was competing in something similar was putting like boot marks, you know, like somebody was walking around on the, yeah, on the wing. The, took a little, the more, the more realistic as, as it's as if it's flying today, that's kind of what you're looking like. Not okay. not showroom, you know. Just you know, just picked up the keys from Cessna. Um, but if it's been if it's yeah. if it's a plane that's flying or or, the, or or to the point where it flew, what what kind of you know is there oil, you know, dripping off of it? Is there uh, is there a is there a dent that was left you know for whatever reason in the, mm-hmm. in the fuselage? Those kind of things that they see those kind of details, they're like, oh wow, I I get that, you know. Uh, okay. even the cockpit combing, you know, how close does that look to the real stuff? <laughs> Things gotcha. like that. So gotcha. yeah, the more realistic, uh, the better as far as. But, but, ha- but having said that, you know, obviously if you're building a Waco from 1940, it's not going to look like a 1940 airplane. It's going to look like it's brand new. Unless you, but you want to weather it to that, to what, you know, to what, what one would, one, what, what the pictures you've, you've submitted, it should look just like the pictures you've uh, submitted basically. Oh, so so if you have a picture of one that's already yeah, that's it has like to be based thing, on an existing real airplane. That's the other thing. So I apologize okay. if yeah, that wasn't clear, that. but it has to be based on yeah, yeah. based on an existing real aircraft. Gotcha. Yeah, you probably made yeah. that clear. I just didn't yeah. make the connection until you yeah. said it. So, 
Well, that that makes a lot more sense now. So yeah. especially if I had a you know picture of a brand new Waco out of yeah. the factory, it would have to and be and they're judged from a distance, so it's not like they have to. They can't really walk up and you know get down to the nitty gritty, but mm. you know the distance is enough that if you can see where it should be and the the the, the, the dimensions are what they should be, that's what they're looking at. So if I had a picture of this old, you know, jalopy sitting in a field, grown up with corn, knowing that it wouldn't fly, I could probably win <laughs> if I could build that, right? And then I, I would have Mike fly it because he would just like toss it and let it crash again. You know, that'd be an interesting <laughs> like, to how much see. realistic can you get? That'd be interesting to see how so that Like a look. diorama. Here's a That's picture exactly of the airplane in the cornfield and here's my diorama. And here's Mike flying. It. Yeah, I, I think the it. essence of it is yeah. they want a a flyable scale a flyable. aircraft. So, well, that makes yeah. more sense. Good, <laughs> good, good try though. Good try. Uh, well, 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 I don't know. want to be indelicate. I know we got to kind of wrap it up, Mike. But, uh, yeah. but Shannon, I wanted to ask you. So, you uh, were the president for the mm-hmm. club that you're. And so, are, is that over with now? Right. So or I'm no longer the president. The president? Yeah, I'm no longer the president. Uh, I, I'm I'm okay. a board member. I'm just on the board, so I still attend like the board meeting and things. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm still the contest director for as long as I want to be for AEF. So that's kind of what I'm going to focus on going forward into the 20th anniversary. So, so yeah, I'm still oh, great. you know have a little bit to do with the club at least through the rest of this year uh, as far as running the club. Uh, we'll see. I might. I might do something else other than president or secretary. There's, mm. you know, I might be VP again. Who knows? Sure. But uh, at least be on the board yeah. right. probably for the future. But you've officially passed the torch. Yes. So Gary Porter is our current president and uh, I've had a couple of club meetings. I actually had one this weekend. So. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we're looking excited. When is the, uh, the, uh, it is March 31st and April 1st. So that's one of the first events with the, the two day format. And it, People were kind of wondering, well, usually Gunsmoke, Scale Masters, Qualifiers are three days, but they're going to literally squeeze everything in. They're going to do the static and the flying at the same time. They're going to have simultaneous lines. So uh, used to be guys would come in on Friday. So that's another That's another reason why I can't fly, <laughs> because I would take too long to get it all set up. <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah you got a time frame. It's kind of like pass an inspection fine. you know you gotta have a you know, time go. three minutes go <laughs> oh man yeah well if you are in arizona and you would like to go to the gunsmoke 2023 scale masters qualifier march 31st through april 1st it is at the uh superstition rc airport yeah. superstition rv I'm, I got my mine on the brain uh superstition rv uh, rv superstition RV. rc park <laughs> And uh, you can, yeah, RV and RV parks outside. Yeah, and if you uh, have any questions, you can give uh, Tim Dickey a call. It's uh, 480-540-7553 uh, or email him at uh, tdickey2 at icloud.com. And they can get you yeah. in and touch he's, with And he is uh, so into Tim. this that, you know, I'm really glad he, he kind of yeah. latched on uh, to, to, to take over this because – the, the scale masters itself um, has had its ups and downs over the years. Um, I think we're definitely back on the up and Tim's been a big part of that uh, along with Curtis and, cool. and Brian O'Meara. They keep, keep the torch going. So Kudos yeah, well, Brian, I've, I've seen Brian O'Meara's collection. I've been oh yeah. Brian's legend, legendary. Phenomenal. Yeah. So just actually showing up to see his planes is amazing. I've seen a ton of them and they're just unbelievable. And he'll sell you a car too. 
I know he will. Yeah, he's <laughs> he'll send you a car. <laughs> he's uh, he owns a few yeah. dealerships. Well, uh, we are glad you joined us this week. Uh, if you um, are looking for uh, us, you can find us at uh, the Parkfire Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, give us a thumbs up and subscribe. That helps us. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, probably wrap it up here for this week. We'd love to have Shannon on uh, more often. It's, I it's love being here, guys. So and, uh, I'm like the fifth perfect. Beatle, right. I guess. Fourth Beatle in there this case. Go. but <laughs> Fourth in this case. <laughs> I'm, the fourth B- I'm the fourth Well, BG. let's see. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Well, I'm Michael from Arizona. And I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. I'm A.K. Mike. And I'm Shannon G. There you go, Shannon G. Welcome. All right, we'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.